After a long hiatus, hello and welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Netizens. This is your host, Tim, aka Murdy, and today is boys night. Uh, I got Nico with me. Hey, everybody. Welcome uh, back. It's just us two on this one, so definitely boys night. From now on when this happens, it's definitely boys night, <laughs> which is funny because we got a lot of girl group news uh, and on a boys night, but you know, it's cool. We're here. Um, so we're going to talk about some news that dropped just today. I almost actually left this off because it's so recent and we have like kind of a list that we go by, but it was uh, formally announced today that Choa from AOA is going to be leaving. Uh, she is the leader of AOA, um, one of my favorite members, so this is pretty, pretty sad. She wrote a post about it. Some of the things she said, uh, although I'm the oldest in the group, I'm still young. There are many times that I wanted to cry during our promotions. I was crying inside, but had to appear happy. This happened over and over again. And the more I forced myself, the sicker I felt. To treat my insomnia and depression, I started taking medication and lessening my workload two years ago. However, I ended up stopping my activities as the problem wasn't due to exhaustion. Uh, I tried to get back to work as, uh, as I thought everyone was waiting for me. And after speaking to our label, I've decided to leave the team called AOA today and, and I'm going to cheer on my fellow members. For the remainder of my 20s, I'd like to experience things that are appropriate for my age. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty bummed. Like, first off, you're taking the main vocals and my favorite vocals away from AOA. So that's really depressing. Um, but outside of that, like, I just like her a lot as a person. And it's going to be really sad not to see her in AOA. I'm glad that she's, you know, getting treatment for her insomnia and depression i know people are saying that it's because of her supposed boyfriend that um, both her label and her have confirmed are not dating um but i i i don't know like this is this is bad news i don't like it i i don't know if i can listen to aoa without choa it's gonna be weird um well here's my thing okay um choa's the reason i got into aoa which wasn't which was uh, admittedly recently she um, it was Tapu Tapu that got me into her. Her little, the climax of the song just, I was like, Ooh. Oh, right. And her little, you know, cute blonde bob. She's kind of like a, there's nobody like Choa in, in K-pop right now. And her voice is kind of unique. So I'm kind of torn as well. I am going to miss her. Um, as far as dance goes, she was kind of the, the dance hall of the group. But she did her best. Um, I'm gonna miss her vocals. I think Yuna will be has been filling in for her well enough, and I think she'll be able to fill in for her technically. But her uniqueness and that voice is not gonna be able to be replaced. Um, what I will say is, in show introducing me to the group, I do have other favorites now, so I would love to see them try to continue on. I know that. Choa, G-Min, and Soja are the big faces of AOA. So I know they're going to take a huge hit by Choa leaving, but I hope, I know how bad they all want to be successful. And so I hope that this doesn't end the group. I wish Choa the best. I believe everything she says about her mental health. She's talked about it throughout her career at AOA. And uh, even more so once they started to get even more popular and put more work, she talked about, you know, how hard it was for us to just do it all. So I understand her leaving. I don't believe she's secretly pregnant and getting married and all these other rumors. And I believe SNC is going to take, uh, like, legal action against people who make those false rumors. 
which I think are necessary. But I just hope Chola, I wish the best for Chola. I hope she's able to enjoy her 20s and, you know, the normal, quote unquote, life that she's willing to keep. You know, the grass is always green on the side. Uh, but I hope it works out for her and everybody. You're starting to sound a little far away, Nico. I don't know if you left oh, your mic, but sorry. but yeah, I, I caught all that, don't worry. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I mean, I definitely don't think she's like secretly pregnant or she's leaving because of her boyfriend or some garbage like that. Like, I, I genuinely believe that she's <clears throat> uh, leaving the group for depression and things like that. So I, I definitely wish her the best. In other news... Broduce 101 or Broduce 59 or 29 or whatever it was broken down to after it got decimated by scandals and things like that. Uh, it's finally Bro over. Broduce scandal. It was, like, it was like Broduce 98 for a while. Yeah. It was, it was like Broduce 90. And yeah. then, you know, they did the big cut on the show and it was the Broduce 59. Oh, that explains it. I see. I I wasn't paying attention to produce at all. So literally every topic I saw was just news about somebody else who had a scandal. So yeah. I thought the reducing numbers that was going on in Amona was people making jokes about how many members they were just dropping because of scandals. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that makes more sense. Yeah, that makes more sense. I see that they had another scandal near the end too. So I mean, apparently oh, yeah, it just never stops. Since the show wrapped, there's fresh scandals all abound. Yeah, so the the group's name is going to be 101, and uh, there's 11 members, right? Um, yes. I'm not going to go through all the members. If you're really curious, you can go look it up. But congratulations to the dudes that made it. Hopefully, uh, they get some of the success that um, the other Produce 101 group got. Uh, we'll see how that works out. I don't, I don't, I mean, I haven't heard any of their stuff, so I guess I'll have to listen. But we'll see what's up. Oh, we didn't plan this on the schedule, but it's being talked about. So I don't know if maybe we should while we're on the subject. Um, so apparently, uh, well, there I have issues. I watch the show religiously, and I have issues with people that didn't make the group. But maybe I'll save it for time. Um, but I will say, you know, I hope the best for Samuel. I believe that Mnet set him up to be so me. 2.0 or like male somi and i think that a lot of things went into him not making the final group but i think i do believe that racism is a big part of that and so i'm kind of side-eyeing this whole thing um but anyway he's a kid and he'll do well and he's gonna debut in august i believe or come back in august i believe so i'll be looking for things to that but what i do think we should talk about is apparently the people who debuted in this group will not be able to promote separately from this group and are stuck in a contract with this group until the end of 2018. So all of these companies who have people in the group will have to wait until 2019 to do anything with these people or like debut whatever groups they're gonna have separately and have them join later. Wasn't um, IOI the same way? IOI did a year. Um, oh, where they okay, had to be with the group, but they were allowed to, um, like, promote separately. Um, so I, I don't know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Like, a couple, like, Cosmic Girls, I want to say, debuted around the same time IOI did. So Young June wasn't in the first, 
Like she did Dream Girls, but then she wasn't in like the little iOS subunit that did What a Man, and a couple other people weren't as well. Like Cheon wasn't. I know Dia or Dia, how you pronounce their name, also debuted around that same time too. So yeah, so <laughs> I I don't I don't know what's gonna happen with these companies. I don't know if some of them are just gonna debut their groups anyway because I think I a year makes sense to me. A year in like a non-exclusive contract makes sense to me, but not, you know, 20, it's 2017, you're going to make them like, you're going to keep them in a contract until December 2018, like a whole year and a half seems like a really like 2019 is your debut when you are like hot now in 2017, mm-hmm. like who knows what's going to happen in those two years. And I just hope for all their sakes that you know this this project group is as successful as IOI was who knows yeah who knows you you never know with the groups right like it uh, depends know, on the yeah. song that hits and, and, and like male male you know girl group male, girl group fans or male fans in general kind of seem to be a little more forgiving than boy group fans whether they be male or female I don't know but I don't necessarily agree with that. I mean, look at all the shit that boy groups get away with all the time. So, I mean, their fans are pretty forgiving once you actually get them. It's just a matter of like, I think, honestly, I think with boy groups, there's just so many and so many of their fandoms are very toxic towards other boy groups yeah. that they're hesitant to like, like multiple groups. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it's a Yeah, very... I think it's more of like a, I think the boy groups are almost like a gang culture where it's like, I'm an army and that's it. I can't be anything yeah. else. I can't be an army and a VIP. What are you talking about? Like that kind of thing, you know? Yeah, I agree. Um, so I think it's more like that, and that's kind of the bigger issue they run into, whereas I think girl groups have the benefit, and uh, we kind of saw it, and we'll get to that topic at the very end, but uh, I think girl groups have the ability, or girl group fans in general kind of come from everywhere. You know, yeah. like, they kind of just all meet together and go like, yeah, this is the one. Because I don't think, like, I mean, I know that uh, a large majority of SNSD's fans were older men, but there was also like there has to be girls involved in that because K-pop yeah, is catered to females. So there's clearly tons of girls who also like them. And if you go and see any of their concerts, it's not just a sea of men. Like there's plenty of girls in there. So yeah. um, it's just it's really interesting to me. But I do think that it's kind of like the boy group. We're a gang mentality versus the rest of it. Um we there's a podcast that's not currently out at the time of this recording uh but we did go deeper into tops marijuana scandal and uh kind of the fallout from that once again i do want to stress um we're not here to make jokes this is a pretty like in this case it's pretty serious um it's gotten progressively more serious but we are going to talk about the trainee involved in tops marijuana scandal um the trainee as we know now is very well known uh, at least in in circles that care about trainees and pay attention to these kind of things. Um, she's had some issues before where she was, uh, well, you know, let's just say she enjoyed the fact that she was a trainee and had no qualms in throwing it in people's face. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to go with that. Uh, it, I'll just leave it there. But uh, she had her trial uh, and she was found guilty. Um, her sentence was, uh, well, first off, it's worth noting that not only was she tried for marijuana, but she was also found that she purchased LSD. 
um, and marijuana many times and used and smoked them. She even purchased marijuana while she was being investigated. Um, she admitted to her crimes and is apparently remorseful. Um, sure. And they took into account that she doesn't have a previous uh, or a prior criminal record, though it was pointed out that uh, she was caught purchasing and drinking alcohol as well as smoking as a minor. Um, so that, that, I mean, that's pretty important, but anyways, uh, she was given, um, let me see, four years probation, uh, three years, a three year prison sentence. If she commits a repeat offense during her probation, uh, she was also ordered 120 hours of drug rehab and a fee of 870,000 won, which is like 770 bucks. Um, I saw some people saying like, wow, overreaction much, blah, blah, blah. I think, I think people need to understand that probations aren't like six months or like a year. Probations are pretty long. It's, it's, uh, you need to prove that you can be a functioning member of society and not recommit these crimes. So typically it's a pretty long time. Uh, I have a family member who was involved in quite a bit of uh, law issues and typically his probations were like five to six years. And that's typically why he broke them. So it's worth knowing that like, this is a pretty light, like she basically got slapped on the hand. I mean, she got a little more than slapped on the hand, which is probably due to her not actually being a celebrity and also being a woman. But she definitely basically got slapped on the hand, especially the fact that she used LSD, not even just marijuana, but LSD. Like, <laughs> that's pretty serious. I don't know. I also don't want people to take away from um, the severity of probation. Like, I mean, yes, it's not jail, but probation is pretty hard to do. Um, it's not the easiest thing in the world. You now have to be aware of everything you do all the time. And I think that people should, um, like, take note of that. Like, I don't know how probation is in Korea, but, you know, when you're on probation, you can't be involved with anybody else who has been in jail. Like, it's pre-parole. Like, it's really... It depends. It depends on how serious your probation is. You have to cater yourself a lot. You have to be aware of yourself a lot more on probation than you do if you're just out living your life. And you're having to cater around other people, other things as well. So it's not the easiest thing to do. It's best to just not get into these situations at all. But I don't, what I don't want to do is make light of the sentence. Because, I mean, four years on probation is, is not an easy task. Uh, it's not I the can't... easiest task. I sure, mean, I, I agree with not that. Jail. It's not jail. Yeah, I mean, for, first off, like, if she had just done marijuana, I would agree that it's too hard of a sentence. But the fact that she did LSD and marijuana and she admitted to it and they could prove it, like, that's a smackdown case to take you to jail. Taegun got sent to jail for doing more than weed. Now, he was selling, and that's part of it, but he still got to, sent to jail. He went to jail. She gets to go on probation. I guarantee, like, I have two people in my life that have been to, to jail and have been on probation, I guarantee you both of them would say they would much rather get probation than jail any day. So like, it, and it depends, right? Your probation is typically dependent on what it is that you got. Um, and I, I, again, I don't know how Korea's probation works. Obviously I've never been on probation in Korea, but for, for like, um, for example, one of my friends who was in, who was on probation for three years um the only thing it said the only real rules that he had was he couldn't leave the country uh he couldn't 
you know, any any sort of country travel. So no Canada, no Mexico either. Um, he couldn't be around other people who had been caught for the same crime. He couldn't be around uh, any CO or anything like that just due to the nature. And then I can't remember what the last one was, but he was able to drink. He could do all that stuff. Oh, he couldn't get caught with drugs, obviously. Uh, so if he tested positive for marijuana or anything, the biggest thing, the hardest part was that he had to check in once a week with his probation officer. Like that's that's really what everybody complains about is that you are you basically have a nanny that you have to check in with. Uh, and some people get put on house arrest. And in addition to being on probation, but it doesn't say anything about that. So I can't imagine that's part of it. I don't know the full deal with her probation, but typically it's dependent on your crime that dictates your probation. So typically the reason like people who get probations or people get get put on probation for drugs typically can't deal with other people who are also on probation with drugs. It's just to stop the culture of let's just repeat our offense. So it's, that's worth knowing. So, like, I, I agree. Like, I'm not going to make light of it, obviously, but she could have went to jail and she didn't. So she should probably count her blessings. Plus, they're going to appeal anyways. Um, her lawyer already said that they're going to appeal the um, marijuana and LSD charge because it's too fierce, apparently. So, or appeal the sentence anyways. So we'll see. It might not even be that long. We'll find out. But Top's uh, mar marijuana charges case is going to take place on the 29th. So we'll have more on that story. And that'll obviously be the I mean, that's the part everybody really wants to know about. So um, we'll find out what's going on there. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll keep you posted as best as we can. What we know, you'll know. So um, his case will be starting what by the time we record next week. So we should have at least something maybe. Um. Into other creepy news. Uh, this story's probably been around enough that most people are aware, but A Pink, a uh, you know pretty popular girl group, had a man, a fan. I'm using quotes here, saying that he was going to kill them um, for what he considered going on inappropriate TV shows. And uh, I mean, I'm like reading this, and it kind of gives me a panic. <laughs> So, like, I really don't like death threats. That's, like, one of the things that really, like, weirds me out, especially to, like, K-pop idols and stuff. Like, totally innocent people who don't deserve this kind of thing. I understand, like, there's plenty of groups that I just don't care about and I don't want to hear from anymore. I would never wish death upon them. That's that's going too far for me. Like, these are just celebrities trying to do their thing. Um, this dude apparently thinks that he is the victim in, in the midst of all of this, but he straight up said that he was going to kill them. Uh, a, this triggered a pink to kind of talk about some of their members to talk about some of the weird things that they've encountered with fans and things like that. Um, but I believe that cube is going after this guy. I don't think they're going to let him just get away with, uh, with this death threat. And that's it's part of, yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's part of why he thinks that he's the victim. Um, Apparently, he's, like, called their company because he saw that the girls were having some sort of blind date or something, and he wanted clarification. Um, he complained that it's hard to see them up close and things like that. Uh, lots of just, I don't know, creepy stuff. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't, I don't know. Did you see anything about this? I did see. Well, I saw the response, you know, where he said, you know, he's the victim, and how hard it was for him since all of this has gone down. 
and I, I, I just, it, it, it's incredible. It's incredible to me. Like I just don't even know what to say or how to respond to it because it's. I, I'm dumbfounded. Like I honestly, there aren't too many times where I'm speechless. But I didn't comment in on it. I don't know what to say. I, I hope Cube sues him and they take as much legal action against him as humanly possible. And if he thought he was inconvenienced by this whole thing before, I would love to see how he feels about it once the courts get involved. And I hope this is a wake-up call for all of these quote-unquote fans who go that far. I mean, it's one thing to feel however you feel about an idol or celebrity or whoever, public figure. It's a whole other thing to wish death on them. You know, I never understand those people who go out of their way to search these people down on social media and send them, like, actual death threats and, like, tell them to kill themselves and things like that. Like, nothing nothing you know them from is this serious, ever. Like, oh, I'm sorry they, they went on the TV show you didn't like. I'm sorry they didn't bow enough to your opa. Like, please, is it really worth murder? Like, telling somebody to kill themselves. In a culture where, you know, we're finding out that this depression is a whole lot more prevalent than we ever imagined. Like, it's just not cool, and I don't understand it. I don't agree with it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, like, I, I don't think any... I don't think we deal with the kind of fans that would do this, so I, I feel like I'm kind of preaching at the choir. I feel like we're both preaching at the choir, right? But honestly, like, if you ever got the idea to, like, send a death threat even as a joke don't do it i mean you're just ruining the experience for thousands of other people who you know want to be involved with these these groups like your chance at meeting these groups is destroyed when you do stuff like this the bts concert that got canceled because of the gun threat all that stuff is like these are little things that we don't have to deal with that we that we shouldn't have to deal with and it shouldn't be something that the artists that we like and love supposedly have to deal with, you know? And I, I mean, I guess this harkens back to like the crazy fans that, you know, basically tried to kill members of DBSK by poisoning them and uh, all, all those kind of creepy things that SNSD went through all the girl groups, probably really. I mean, just from what I've heard from a pink and some of the stuff that they've dealt with, um, we got to know our place. I mean, it's not, it's not hard to respect somebody's privacy, at the end of the day, all these celebrities are just people. I mean, we're all just people. We're all the same. You're Definitely. no different than a member from A-Pink. We're all the same. They just do something different. Their profession is different. Their exposure is different. Their fame is different, right? But we're all just people. And you got to remember that. You can't treat these people like they're saints and, and beautiful, like people sitting on a pedestal. I mean... I, I'm guilty of it. I used to put all these groups on a pedestal and it took a lot of them messing up and me realizing that these are just people to be like, you got to hold, you got to hold them accountable like regular people, but treat them right. I didn't send any crazy message to, you know, my favorite idols. I've definitely told men on Twitter that I love her, but I don't think it was like, I love you. I'm going to kill you. Like <laughs> I've never done that. It was obviously like a joke. So I, I don't know. I mean, there's there's tweeting at your fan your your fandom and having fun and all that stuff there's plenty of stuff that people tweet that's ridiculous that's funny and we can all laugh about it we can have a good time and we can carry on because it doesn't matter but when you start talking about taking people's lives and getting super creepy like that or yelling at people because they're dating or anything like that like you're pushing the limit 
of having fun and joking about your faves to like being just a creep and pushing the line to being a stalker. It's fine to know what your favorite group is doing. It's fine to know what where they're going and all that stuff. Do that if you want. Don't take it to the extent of stalking them, like going and showing up at their building and things like that. Don't do that. Don't if you know what hotel they're staying at, that's your information. Don't give it to anybody. Don't use it for yourself. Just you know, cool, we, great, whatever. We just got to stop treating idols and celebrities and public figures like they belong to us. It's what like that. It's just that easy. Like, stop treating these people like they're your possession. Yeah. You know? I mean, um, there's there's a thing. <clears throat> this is the biggest thing. Right. And I, I uh, it, this is a different topic, essentially. But in in wrestling fandom, for example, people are portraying a character to us. Right. Uh, same with actors. It's very similar. They're portraying a character. It's one thing to react to that character. It's another thing to forget that that person is a person and to treat them like they're just that character. They're not. If you ran into God bless the dead, Heath Ledger, when he was playing the Joker, you don't address him as if he's the Joker. If you ran into Christian Bell while he's Batman, you don't address him like he's Batman. You shouldn't, you, you should just address him like another human being. Like, you got to realize that as much as these girls and these boys may be themselves on TV, they're still projecting a character for you. They're not giving you their full personality, which is why when people say, I can't believe my Opar wouldn't do that or would do that. No, you don't know him. You just know the personality that he projects on TV. He could be so much more than that. She could be so much more than that. Remember that these are people, they're dynamic, they're, they're ever changing. And they're just like you and me. Would you want a death threat? Even if it was a joke? I don't want death threats. Like, that sucks, man. <laughs> it's, it's, it's creepy. When people stalk your life and start putting your information everywhere, I've dealt with that. It's creepy. Like, you got to know what you're getting into. And or you, not, not what you're getting into because these celebrities know. But you got you to gotta know what you're doing as a fan, as a person. And when you call yourself a fan and do stuff like this, nobody believes you. We don't think you're a fan. That you're not a fan. You're an anti. You're the thing that we don't like. You're the thing that ruins all the good time for all the fans that just want to go. I just want to go and see my my favorite group and yell for them and do that stuff. I don't want to throw stuff at them. I don't want to threaten them with gun violence. I don't want to threat, threaten them with anything. I just want to go and watch them and then tweet about how dope it was. And that's it. That's the end of my interaction. If I get to meet them, that's great. And I'll tweet about that too. But I'm not going to go and meet somebody and like take their hand and be like, you're going to marry me. I love you. We're meant to be together. Like, that's creepy stuff. Creepy people do that. Don't do that. You can tell somebody you love them. You can tell somebody they're great. You can tell them they're beautiful. You can do all that stuff. That's fine. But know the limit. There's a limit. Don't do anything that you wouldn't want done to you. Just treat people the way you want them to be treated. Jesus. Like, is it so hard? I don't understand. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, let's move on because I feel like we're just going to beat this one to death. Yeah. Or at least yeah. I will. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> so... We're going to talk about YG a little bit in a bad way first. Uh, so as many people know, YG pulled a group, a small boy group called uh, Bangy Dom from K-pop star, signed them to their label. And we all assumed that they were just going to promote as themselves. Why we all assumed that as they got taken to YG, I don't know. I guess we're all still dumb. I, I'm dumb, clearly, because I was like, yeah, they're just going to promote the way they are. Nah, apparently why'd you change their mind they're gonna have another elimination show because obviously we love those jesus 
and uh, those two boys are going to be on it, and we're going to figure out what the next boy group is. So, cool, I, I guess. I don't know. I'm mad. Like, I mean, you have this group. They're already ready. Why don't you just put them out as the group that they are? Why, do you, why, why are we playing this stupid game? I don't, I don't understand. Money ratings. No. I guess. I, I just, I don't know. I don't feel, I mean, I didn't watch it, obviously, and I, I'm not in Korea when it happened, but I, I don't feel like the Icon show was that successful. Am I wrong? Was it no, really actually super successful? Oh, well, yeah, I'm not in Korea, so I can't play yeah, like, I mean, I saw people talk about it internationally, but not near the level that they talked about Winner. And part of the reason they didn't talk about Icon as much is because they didn't understand why there was another reality show. Like, I just, I mean, I get stuff like, I get stuff like Show Me the Money and shows like that. Because you're talking about taking them completely separate, doing a thing, and then at the end of the show, the only thing that's supposedly promised to you is a solo album. Obviously, there's two artists that don't have one of those, uh, but whatever that's typically what the the final promise is right and then the exposure that you get from it but when when you have a label like yg they've already had two of these shows two we've technically had three we had one for big bang we had i, I maybe we've had more than three shit i don't know but we had one for big bang we definitely had one between winner and icon and then we had the icon one and it's just like why do we need this other one with this group that's already established, already was on a show? It's like you got an uh, another Akmu and just went, nah, instead, let's mess it up. Let's mess this whole thing up because boy groups. And it's just, I don't know. There, I feel like there's no way that this group can be as good as what they want it to be. And that's going to be the problem. I don't think the group is going to be as good as the two boys are. It's the problem. Yeah, that, that's more what I mean, yeah. Like, you're just going to have a group with... You know, it's going to be them plus members. Right. It's just going to be them carrying around their heavy baggage of whatever's added to the group. I don't know. It's it's frustrating. I I mean, I really, I really have a hard time being a YG stan, and I have a hard time even calling myself that anymore. It, I pretty much only call myself a YG stan because it's the last... It's like the last bastion of my fandom in K-pop was that I was originally a YG stan. And now I'm just like, I just don't care anymore. I don't really feel any love for that organization or that company. I feel like all that YG's done is slap me in the face the whole time. Every time I've tried to be a fan of theirs and like stick up for them, I just get slapped in the face. Like the fact that I got two on time debut or on time comebacks is literally shocking to me. The fact that GD actually came back when he said he would, and Blackpink just came out when they said they would, I was like, wow, two for two. This is amazing. <laughs> like, that's terrible that I got excited for something so simple. So I, I don't know. I just, this is another one of those situations where I'm just like, why'd you be damned, dude? I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't come in on YG. You know how I feel about them. And, yeah. and if you're listening to our podcast now, I don't consume YG in any any fashion. I, I try sometimes to uh, give individual artists the chance. Like, uh, uh, there are a few 21 songs I like that I purchased. There was a Big Bang song I liked in the end they showed me their true colors um but yeah i don't consume yg i i this all seems very familiar to me the the lack of planning and the organization and you know 
the the unshaky, like the shaky, shady business head. It just is all too much, you know. The the appropriation is just too much. I just don't consume them, so I just don't really have much to say about this. This is like okay, well, what else is new? YG Entertainment is self-sabotaging itself. Seems like a Friday. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like at some point, I guess basically what I'm waiting for is at some point, YG has to actually pay for what they do. And right now, with the way fandom is, they haven't. Like, everybody keeps saying, oh, well, Icon could be more successful, blah, blah. Winner could be more successful, blah, blah. Yeah, that's true. They're still killing it. Like, it's not like they're unsuccessful. We have to, like, we're measuring, this is the thing that really stood out to me, is somebody was like, oh, Icon flopped. Their comeback flopped. And I was like, how'd that work? Oh, they were only number one on the chart for like a week. So they flopped because they didn't stay on the chart at number one for more than a week. That's not a flop. Like, there's so many groups that would love and kill for that moment. And they flop because they only got to be there for one minute, like one week. That's the level of success that they have that their lack of success is dictated by how long they stay at number one on the chart. That is such a wild thing to think about. Like, th- this is why I feel like that word flop doesn't actually mean anything anymore because people just apply it to groups that won't ever even know what that means. Like, for me, I know what a flop is. I've had groups that I love put out a song that I love that didn't even chart. That's flopping. Like, when you can't even hit that top 100, oh, girl, we, we flopped today. Like, that's it. So, I don't know. I mean, we got to think about this word that we use, but I, I, I will always have a problem with that. But speaking of groups that didn't flop, uh, Tiara had a comeback with What's My Name. We haven't really talked about it too much, but... The most exciting thing, well, one, everybody kind of feels like this is the death knell for Tiara, at least Tiara as we know them, um, you know, on this label and all that, all that nonsense, their terrible label. But they had their first win in five years on the show. Yeah. Um, they beat FT Island and Astro to get their win. Uh, they haven't won since Lovey Dovey, which that's crazy to think out, think about, like. It's, I don't know, I'm I'm like just thinking about it, I'm like, wow, that's nuts that they have gone that long without a single win when they've had so many comebacks since then. Um, But they finally got their win. So congratulations to them. It's very, very sweet since this is kind of the death kneel. And uh, I think one of the members said that they didn't think they would ever win again. Like they thought it was beyond them to be able to win. So to actually be able to win, all of them were clearly very emotional and having a hard time. And it was really, it's, it was really sweet. So I do, I know we have TR fans that listen and on the on the podcast uh so i do want to give the shout out to tiara that they deserve congratulations to you ladies uh you've gotten a very very mean side of the stick especially after being proven innocent um of your transgressions uh i'm very i'm very glad that you got this win and that all of that drama that you went through clearly doesn't doesn't matter now and and korea is realizing like this gift that this group is in its own way um you know this group used to be on top like they were really pushing for the top and then they just hit scandal 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 and then they just weren't as relevant in korea anymore they still were relevant in china like crazy obviously um 
super successful. So I'm not going to, I'm not taking anything from the group, but it was clear that they still had unfinished business in Korea. So I hope this win and their success with this song is like them closing that chapter. Not that I want them to break up, but I want them to get out of this stupid label that they're stuck on. I, I wish them best things as well. Um, I didn't, uh, I'm not a fan of theirs, but I know that they've had it rough and I just, I'm glad to see some good come out of their destruction, I guess. So I, I hope they continue on. I know that Chinese fans will welcome them with like open arms and they'll be super successful there. So I hope whatever their future is, they're all happy. Yeah. Uh, and as our last bit of news, probably one of the more exciting things that happened um not so much for the group at least in my head it's not so much about the group it's more about what happened um as many of you probably know especially if you listen to this i would imagine you know blackpink made their comeback with the song as if it's your last and they broke the k-pop music video record for fastest group to 10 million views uh which was in less than 17 hours, uh, which beat the previous record, um, which was BTS. They also were the uh, fastest to, or I'm sorry, they ended their 24 hour run at 13 million views, uh, which beats the 10,900,000 from BTS. It also beat uh, One Direction's 12,000,000.5 or something. So, uh, for me, the reason that this is kind of big news is, you know, as we know K-pop, as the way we've always ingested it, it's always been the dude's world. Like, that's not to say girl groups weren't successful. Girls' Generation is a thing. Iconic. Uh, Sister is a thing. Iconic in some ways. Uh, to Anyone was a thing. Clearly iconic, right? Like, there's been these iconic girl groups, but for, like, every accomplishment a girl group has done, it's it almost seems like it's a walk in the park for dude groups. Like, while... Everybody celebrated when SNSD got their Tokyo Dome tours or, or not Tokyo Dome tours, but they got to, you know, hit the Tokyo Dome and things like that. Like that had already been things that boy groups had done. You know, there's the success of girl groups has always been right behind boy groups. And it's almost charted on like a different level. Or like, a little a little far be a little far behind boy groups. Not yeah, not no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, depending depending on what it is, right? Um, yeah. That And again, that's not to take anything away from the girl groups that did this before, did big things before, because obviously you can never discount what SNSD did. They're incredible. Yeah. Their, their accomplishments are nuts. It's just that if you compare SNSD to some of the boy groups that competed in that same realm, they got blown out. And it's yeah. not it's not that they weren't good. It, it's not that they weren't good enough. It's that the industry is catered towards young girls. Young girls want to watch boys. That's it. Like, and that it, it's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. That is what the industry is catered toward. That's how it worked. But for whatever reason, it's almost like we're seeing kind of a resurgence in girl groups. It almost yeah, seems like they are sitting on the same level as boy groups and fighting the same fights that boy groups are fighting. And this for me was that moment where a girl group went, this glass ceiling? Nah, dog. We're done with it. <laughs> this is gone. The fact that a girl group toppled a boy group like BTS. BTS is probably becoming the next thing that we're going to talk about. Like, If they're not there yet, 
they're like one, maybe two promotions away from being the group that we all look towards as the the, the stopping point for yeah. what K-pop is. So the fact that Blackpink came in with their what? This is their third set of promotions and they just crushed that record. Like, it's not like they barely beat it. They beat it by over two, th- two million. Like, that is so cool to me. And I don't really like this song. I think it's a hot mess. My biggest problem with it is that it's two songs mashed up and it almost seems like they were afraid Rose couldn't sing on the first beat that the verses are on. So they made like a second part of the song for her when I think that she could definitely have nailed it, but whatever. It's not my business. I'm not a producer. I don't know, clearly. But my biggest problem is that it's like it's like two songs that got meshed together because they were afraid that one person couldn't sing on one side and like it just doesn't make any sense to me it doesn't flow right it's not the kind of song i like i don't like songs that are like two songs meshed together unless it works perfect and it more often than not does not and this is another one of those cases but i gave my you know view to the music video on the same day and when i got there it was like i don't know it'd probably been out for seven hours by then there was already like seven million views or something like it it was nuts it's crazy what they pulled off it's crazy to me how many views this this music video got and um just as a k-pop listener as a person who enjoys seeing k-pop evolve this is such a cool moment because i can't remember a time where we openly celebrated a girl group destroying a record that a boy group used to have yeah Yeah. um i think the only thing that would have made it more memorable is if if it was uh, if the song was like a worthy, I hate to say that like that, but if the song was like if it, if the song was a worthy song, like if it was just an absolute demon of a song, like yes, just a great right. great song, yeah. Um, like YouTube views matter, yes, but I always tend to think of like fandom politics when you look at music views, like music video views, um. I mean, I'm a proud of their accomplishment. It shows how much power they have in their fandom, but it just isn't a song that's like, so like now this is the represent, every time a song comes and breaks a record or a group comes and breaks a record, uh, to outside K-pop world, that becomes the representative of K-pop. And this song is just like not anything special at all. Um, It's not that original. And also, YG tried really hard to say that, you know, oh, um, well, uh, never mind. He recanted that, so I can't say that. I hope these girls somewhere in their career are able to um, distance themselves from the whole 21 2.0 notion. Uh, Right now, it doesn't seem like their producers or their company is trying that hard to do so. In fact, I think they're trying to keep them as close to that 21 style and sound as possible. And it's working, so like, good for them, I guess. But I mean, if you were just gonna debut just to be somebody's like replacement, I'm going off on a tangent. I, the, the views I'm proud of, I hope 21, oh, oh wow. Black that was <laughs> too any pink, dude. Too any pink. Don't worry about that it. That was the crazy thing is that was completely genuine. Like that was just like an actual slip up. 
I hope Blackpink is successful. I hope that they branch out more and take more risks as artists, as themselves, to try to branch away from this 21 sound and become kind of their own separate species. Um, it, I'm very proud of where girl groups are today. I think that very legacy is because of groups like Girls' Generation. Um, I am excited to see where it goes. I'm also excited for the rest of the girl groups that are going to debut this summer. And this is really good outlook, I think. This just looks really good. And I know we have our gripes with Mama Moo, but they also just broke the record for the most unique um, listeners on Melon in 24 hours as well. And they came out the same day as Blackpink. So girl groups are slaying pretty much. So, um, well, they did it. The record was for girl groups, but it's pretty high and it's pretty close to, it's less than a million away from the highest ever, I think, which is Big Bang, maybe, for boy groups. So they, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Girl groups are out there. People love them. And I'm happy about it. Yeah, I mean, I won't be checking for uh, Mama Moo, but we went through that already. Um, the the other thing that I did want to mention, uh, and this is kind of, I, I get where you're coming from, in that whatever the last song to break the record is, is kind of the one that represents K-pop to outsiders. But I do think, for me personally, I think that this is a song that can represent K-pop to the outsiders because it's different. It doesn't fit the mold of anything that's really out right now and that's kind of k-pop like k-pop is always kind of weird and that's sort of what makes it fun They're, they do stuff sure like obviously they pull from other genres obviously they pull from western influence obviously there's all that i'm not saying that that's not a thing and i'm not saying you can't find comparisons in this song to other songs that exist because you definitely can mashing two different songs into one isn't anything new i got a boy did it like it's just it, it's a thing that that we do and we've seen but for me i would much rather personally this song be the representative than bts is not today and it's not to throw shade at that song because it's a good song but it's very on par for bts for me like that was the this is bts and this is how they phone it in this is a good song it's very very solid it's got a good choreo it's got a good music video that showcases that i get it but for me this song was more fun it was playful it's very k-poppy it's very bright colorful pretty and it sure. and it's interesting because and you know obviously part of it is that it's a girl group like that's something that's different for k-pop than it is not to say that pop music in the west isn't dominated by girls because clearly some of the biggest pop well the biggest pop artist is a girl is a woman i'm sorry but um it's still cool i think it reflects k-pop a lot better because i do think that girl groups are doing the more interesting stuff recently like they're having a lot more fun and they're they're the bright image of K-pop that you think of. So this song reflects that bright image as opposed to a song like Not Today or um, like if for whatever reason, Vix was able to pull something off like this. Like they're just, those are groups that show only the dude side of it. Whereas like K this song is more colorful like generic K-pop is. Generic K-pop is very colorful. It's very bright. So I do think it's a good representative of K-pop as a whole. It's definitely much better than like the current top song to ever 
hit a crazy amount of views, which is Gentleman by Psy. So, I mean, let's at least take that. Like, we, we got this going for us, you know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I'm very excited where girl groups are going. It seems like this is the best time to be a girl group fan because so many of them are doing such big things, you know. Like, even though I don't check for Mama Moo anymore, the fact that they broke that record is crazy. Like, that's really impressive. And the fact that they're battling Blackpink right now at the charts that's nuts. I would have never expected that Mamamoo could do something like that. So, and the battle is between two girl groups. That's yeah. crazy exciting. So, um, shout outs to all the girl groups. It's crazy what you guys are doing. And, uh, even if I don't like all the songs, I'm very proud of what's going on and how K-pop is changing in general. Um, so I know you have a uh, one minute thing that you'd like to pump. So go for it, because this is a nice change of pace for me. Okay, so uh, uh, I like to plug my music's new song. It's called "Remember." Okay, the Korean for it. Um, the video is really dark, which is right up my alley. Um, but it's kind of confusing. Me and my family. Each person in my family all came up with a different scenario for what was going on in the video. But the song's really good. It reminds me of... I can't even say. It's it's such a refreshing, like, new sound, but still very familiar somehow. Um, and the girls are singing. I mean, I, I don't know much about now music, but they're going to sing if you let them, from what I know from her locker. Um, and I think four might be the magic number for them. Everybody showcased really well. They look fantastic. The dance is really um, interesting. They do a lot of mirror work. I just can't say enough good things about this song and this video. Like, I, I know people were like wondering, like we're saying like this is their last leg as well. You know, they're down to four members. They can't lose anybody else. This is kind of like the last chance for them to be successful. And I, this song, is, I believe, is a hit. It's a it's a sleeper hit, but it's a hit. I I think they may. I'm crossing my fingers that they get that first show win from it, or something, or just like some acknowledgement that they're great because this song is really like a masterpiece. Like it's so good. <sighs> my music, man. They came out of nowhere, but give it a listen. If you watch this podcast, please let me know what you think, especially if you disagree. Like, call me out because I want to know. But I think it's great. I love it. Um, I can't say enough good things about it. So give it a listen. That's what I'll say. It's so weird to have somebody else talk about Nine Muses. It's kind of <laughs> nice. But uh, I'm, I'm very torn on Nine Muses. I did watch it. I do like the song a lot. I actually, uh, my only comment when I watched it was like, this is unfortunately good. And I only say unfortunate because so many members that I love are gone. And I hate that label. So the fact that they were able to put out a song that's so good, I'm just like, man, you could have done so many good songs with all of this talent you had in Nine Muses. And you were just like, no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm cool, but I really I do like the song a lot, and I do wish the girls the best. Um, I hate that label, but I wish the girls were the best. So, um, 
I honestly don't have anything to pimp. So uh, all I'm going to say is uh, I'm going to air a grievance real quick that's not related to K-pop. If you make a TV show and you're listening to me right now, don't put time travel in it. You're pissing me off. I hate it. Stop it. <laughs> None of you guys do it right, and I hate it. That's it. That's all I got. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm so curious to find out what makes you say that. I'm really tempted to have just like a really nerdy uh, episode of Not Your Average Netizens where I air my grievances and TV shows. Uh, this one is considered. This one is. Um, I mean, because time travel is an issue for me too. Oh, I, dude, I hate that they never get it right. It's Thank always you. Like a, it's always like a, a plot point to drive stuff forward, and they never execute it well. My biggest problem with time travel is none of the rules in it are consistent on any show. Yes, like the, yes. you make a rule and you tell us the rule and then you break it immediately. And it's like, you just told me this rule and now we don't abide by it anymore. So why'd you tell me the rule? You don't, you, this has to have rules. I don't understand. The show in question though is The Flash. Great show. Yes. Uh, if you'd like to watch it, it's on Netflix. It's wonderful. Oh. There are so many moments in time travel on that show that make me want to pull my hair they out. They won't stop doing it. They, and they just won't let it live. <laughs> they won't let it die, rather. But, but yeah, that, that's the one. That, it really got me last night, and I was furious. So I, the minute I saw it, I was like, I'm going to talk about this on the podcast. I don't care so what anybody funny. says. Um, but it's a very good show. So any, anybody who's looking for a show to binge on Netflix, there's three seasons, and at least the first two are real good. So. I haven't finished the third one yet. Um, but yeah, unless there's anything else, I guess we'll wrap. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, sorry that we've had so much trouble. We've, you know, we've just been bouncing around. Some people have uh, ended college or had the in, you know, their finals, things like that. Uh, I, in my case, I had people moving and things like that. So we just, there's been a lot of changes, but we are trying to come back. We've got a set schedule now. We've got, um obviously devoted podcasters nico always showing up thank you so much uh we definitely will get this ball rolling and we will be able to bring you more regular casts and all that good stuff so again as always if you have anything that you want to tell us uh you know any sort of comments criticisms concerns anything that helps us that'd be great you can send it directly to not your average netizens at gmail or you can hit us up on twitter nya netizens um and we'll try to reach out to you and respond if you do. Uh, if you have a question that you'd like to have us air on the show, the same place, give it to us there and we'll definitely talk about it. We'd love to talk listener letters and things like that. You can also get to us on Twitter, or I'm sorry, Tumblr. If you go to notyouraveragenetizens.com, it'll take you straight to our Tumblr and you can follow us and, and talk to us. I don't know who posts the most on there. It's definitely not me because I don't use Tumblr. I'm sorry. Um, if you're listening to us on iTunes, thank you so much. Please rate, subscribe, give us five stars. Uh, if you're not on, if you're not listening to us on iTunes, you can find us by going and searching "Not Your Average Netizens" and podcasts. We should be the only thing that comes up. Again, please follow us, subscribe, all that great stuff. Uh, if you'd rather listen to us on Spotify, we're there. You can message us there and talk to us there. Uh, by going to soundcloud.com slash not your average netizens. Uh, I do my best to reach out when people do respond there. I'll also be posting these more on Amona. So if you'd rather indulge in us there, people comment and all that good stuff. And I definitely check that and we'll be responding. So um, look out for that. Thank you guys so much for listening. Once again, thanks for sticking by us and uh, sticking it out when we have all these long hiatuses. It means the world to us. So uh, once again, thank you. Yep. We love you. We love you, definitely. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back same time next week.
Bye. See ya.